See, all week we've been, what day is it? What day is it? But that that recenters us. It's Funky Friday. Welcome to Sports Talk. And my, what a Friday we have got when it comes to Illinois sports, in particular Illinois basketball, both men's and women's. Lots of news and lots of things to process. I'm Scott Beatty along with Evan Kahn. Coming up, Brian Barnhart's Online Notebook, The World According to Bob Osmus, and News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels will be in here as well. Let's get into it. Um, Brad Underwood met with the media today, as he always does the day before a game. And there's audio to bring you that is significant, given where this men's program is, that I want to bring you. And... Last night, Illinois women's basketball beat Northwestern to extend their winning streak to seven games to have their best start ever in program history at 14-2 and two, and to be one win away from a winning record in the regular season. But that's not all. If you're just getting word, uh, there was a report that came out from our friends at IlliniGuys.com that Freshman point guard Sky Clark was leaving the team. Wasn't clear how or why. And since then, Sky Clark has himself posted on social media what he is doing. Yeah, <laughs> what what a wild couple of hours this has been. And yeah, Sky has decided to be the guy to to get out in front of it. And he, he came out with a statement, uh, uh, essentially saying this is beyond basketball. We'll, we'll quote him here. He says, "quote I want to start by saying that he loves the University of Illinois, my coaching staff, my teammates, and the broader Illini community." Um, he appreciates the friendship. He goes on to say, "This decision has nothing to do with basketball, but it." does have everything to do with prioritizing myself and my family's well-being. So for personal reasons, I need to step away from basketball for the time being, putting myself and my family first. And uh, yeah, (laughs) when the report came out a couple hours ago, it was pretty vague and people didn't really know what it meant, but it doesn't sound like it's a a, a permanent leave. But uh, Sky Clark uh, needs to, to take some time away from the program and Sounds like he won't be there, and nobody, nobody even doesn't sound like it in the press corps had a whiff of it when you were meeting with Brad Underwood today. I can promise you that not only was it nothing mentioned in any questions to Brad Underwood about roster or change in <laughs> roster or anything like that, and nothing was hinted at by Brad Underwood to us in just the order of the chatter that us in the media have mm-hmm. around things. Nobody was sitting there talking about anything like this. And you and I, earlier this week, <laughs> uh, uh, I guess somewhat addressed or, or more acknowledged the fact that 
wild rumors were being said out there by non-credible sources that Sky Clark was going to transfer. I don't even know if those things are connected to what we are learning today because, look, you could say, <clears throat> I could probably be accurate by saying an Illinois basketball player is going to transfer after the end of the season because that's what happens in every program these days. People transfer out and pre- people transfer in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this has all caught us uh, off guard. And we, no pun intended, and we don't know, again, his statement here does not say transfer. It doesn't even say he's done. He says he's stepping away from basketball for the time being. And it has to do with his own and his family's well-being. This is not the first Big Ten player on the men's side this week to take a break from basketball. No. Iowa player Patrick McCaffrey has done so. Now, he cited his own personal reasons in that in, in anxiety, and mm-hmm. I uh, uh, tip my cap to somebody being vulnerable uh, out there in the whole public. We don't know what this is, and it would be uh, irresponsible to speculate what mm-hmm. this is. But there are there are reasons that Sky Clark is sitting down and, and taking a break. It, yeah, it, it, even with what whatever factual credible rumors were, were flying around earlier this week he, he's he's started the majority of the games uh, the only ones that he didn't was the game he missed because of the shoulder injury against Bethune Cookman and, and then just this past one uh, against Northwestern he was the first guy off the bench after sincere Harris got hurt uh, if my computer hadn't crashed I would be able to look up but he, he's playing 28 30 minutes a, a, a game he's he's a big piece of what Illinois has done here in, in the early season now over the last three four weeks teams have been going at him on the defensive end and he hasn't been hitting shots like he was earlier in the year but that's just kind of how things go with, with the college season and as things progress along so uh, he, he he was a, a part of what they were doing right now so you imagine that that the staff and, and the program w- would want him back when when and if he decides to to come back, and we'll just have to to wait and see what the team does without him, and if he decides to to put the uniform back on. I mean, there were uh, media outlets out there already saying, uh, you, you know, there, there was one some website that covers Oregon saying Sky Clark should come to Oregon <laughs> because they need point guard depth. <laughs> it's like. The, the, the guy hasn't. I mean, it's, nothing has been confirmed, and <laughs> I, I mean, uh, somebody had texted me to say, "Hey, had, you know, what what do you think of him transferring?" And like, we we, we don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was getting the exact same message. There were and, people saying, "Bye, bye, Sky Clark. Yeah, you don't want to be an Illini. You know, see you later. We don't need you." There's others say, "Well, he was underperforming," and I like, wow. <laughs> Social media is a, a wild place, and I, I saw it just the other day. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis posted a, a handwritten note. Somebody went out of their way to, to handwrite how much they disliked a 21-year-old that played basketball at the University of Indiana. I, I mean, people are just ruthless You know out there. what? There's not enough handwritten notes these days. I, I got to applaud that. Where he claimed that if it wasn't given to Trace Jackson Davis, it was illegal. <laughs> Nobody takes the time to write letters anymore. <laughs> there's only yeah, there's only a select few. <laughs> it's just, uh, 
<laughs> Some of them are trying to leave no digital trace, but that's a different, <laughs> different well, issue altogether. Well, yeah, and then they found both of his Twitter accounts, and, and he took both of those down because, oh my gosh, as he should probably shouldn't be allowed on the internet. Do you know? I understand basketball's totally different, high profile. Some of these guys are, uh, uh, you know, looking towards professional NBA careers. But you know, I changed my major my freshman year. <laughs> Sky Clark's a freshman, mm-hmm. you know. Things happen, and and um, if 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 word had gotten out somehow that it would you know that Scott Beatty may change his major <laughs> my first semester as a freshman, and I think about that. T- I mean, let let things settle for a second. This is and this is also a unique case, and we we know his backstory and how he went to multiple high schools and he committed to multiple universities, and then you know, as you said. Somebody transferring from Illinois is more uh, almost a, a guarantee. So if it were to happen, people probably lean towards the the guy that has changed his mind multiple times. But as it stands right now, he he isn't in the portal. I don't even think the portal is open uh, for for basketball. He'd have to sit out anyway. So, but uh, but it sounds like he he's headed back to going back to Cali for a little bit. And as it stands. I mean, as far as I understand, at this moment, the the, the program has not made any comment um, and hasn't, didn't confirm the the reports that are out there. So as far as we know, this guy's taking a break, but he's still a part of the program. Mm-hmm. He's still on the roster, so to speak. And I don't know that you know. Maybe this break is a long weekend. Maybe this break is is the rest of the year. Um, you just take a take a pause and uh, go. That's that's a hit to the basketball side of things, but it's also uh, you pray and and wish the best for Sky Clark and whatever's going on. Oh, oh, absolutely, and and yeah, like like you said, family health uh, that that all comes b- before basketball, and it w- whenever he feels right, the the game will be waiting for him. But that that stuff certainly comes first and if you're not right there then then you probably aren't right on the on the court either so it takes precedence all right well brad underwood uh either unaware of this or just not acknowledging it today um talked about basketball and <laughs> illinois basketball and there was already a lot swirling around after the 0-3 start for illinois and their loss the other night to northwestern brad underwood today ahead of the game tomorrow against Wisconsin, said he was actually an encouraged, in a way, about Illinois' loss to Northwestern. In a crazy kind of way, he felt pretty good after the Northwestern game. We're not that far away. We weren't playing hard. Now we're playing really, really hard. Um, we've, we've got that back uh, established. Um, you can't go down. You know, it's like walking out of the locker room, minus 26. You know, with 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 the fouls, uh, we made as few mistakes defensively as we've made in any game this year. Unfortunately, they they made us pay. We went under a couple ball screens and they made them. Uh, I think we've got. If you would have told me, Adige and Bowie were going to go seven for twenty-seven, I said we're winning. If you would have told me that we're going to hold them to thirty-two percent, we're winning. I think Terrence. I think. Even though Buck got a couple of fouls, I think our guards are, are very, very good defensively. 
I thought Dane Deja was as good defensively as 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 anybody we've had in terms of guarding their ball screens and and, and guarding their angles and protecting the rim. So I, I I felt like we played well enough to win the game. We just fouled. He also went on to say there was. He also went on to acknowledge some of the other issues they had had offensively. It feels like, and I just want to be clear: this the other night he acknowledged both sides of the ball, both defensive and offensive issues. But this is, seems to be the bigger punch of it because of the free throw disparity was the story of that game. <laughs> oh yeah, well they they gave them more more than half their points. He, he talks about the free throws and, and, and the points off of turnovers because they're getting fast breaks and, and easy looks because you're not taking care of it on, on the offensive end. Yeah, the the issues aren't limited to to one side, but. When you break it down, you look at the percentages, and you don't give the other team opportunities. Uh, didn't didn't come out of Northwestern all that bad. All right, uh, come back, Brian Barnhart. Come on in, Illini Notebook. <laughs> we'll get Brian's thoughts on uh, basketball and more. And again, Illinois tomorrow against the Wisconsin Badgers. It's Funky Friday. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk fourteen hundred and ninety three nine FM. Back in the house, and we have plenty of basketball to talk about on this Friday as well. Brian, happy first Friday of yeah. this year. Happy New Year. Yep. January yeah. 6th. Uh, great to see you. Mm-hmm. There was uh, a bowl game this week. That was this <laughs> week. That was this week, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what day Funky Friday continues. Plenty going on here to talk about. Football season is officially over. Brian Barnhart is back in the house, and... We got plenty of basketball to talk about on this Friday as well. Brian, happy first Friday of yeah. this year. Happy New Year. Yep. January sixth. Yeah. Uh great to see you. Mm-hmm. And uh, was a bowl game this week. That was this <laughs> week. That was this week, yeah. I don't <laughs> know what day it is, frankly. <laughs> I'm I'm being told it's Friday. That's that's why we're doing this. The Illini Notebook brought to us by Guido's Jupiter's Billy Baruz and Seven Saints. Well, lots to talk about with this Illinois basketball team. Certainly the news today of, of Sky Clark uh, caught us all by surprise. And uh, last I knew, he had a little shoulder injury and, you know, didn't start a game and or two. And, and this is college basketball. Well, it's a different world. Yeah, I don't know what to, to make of all that. But, uh, you know, certainly uh, he's, you know, the injury didn't help. And I think, you know, he would have probably been in the starting lineup, I think, had uh, – he been healthy, you would think, at some point there along the way, because uh, Sincere Harris certainly did a great job, uh, moved into that lineup, and I know Jaden Epps has been playing, I think it's four or five straight games of 20 or more minutes. So, yeah, I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> Strange times are in here uh, when it comes to the world of college basketball. Well, uh, the Northwestern game uh, is in the rearview mirror, and uh, upon reflection, Brad Underwood was, you know, he said – Crazily enough, I'm 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 actually kind of encouraged by what he saw with Northwestern because when they were doing things right, they mm-hmm. were playing well. Mm-hmm. Well, they did do some things well yeah. uh, along the way. I thought I thought Danger was was playing like crazy. Uh, you know, he wound up with nine points and nine rebounds, but I thought he played really well in the game. And along the way, I thought um, you know uh, Jaden Epps played some good minutes. You know, he can probably play better, but I thought he was good. Um, I think that some of those other guys, I mean, Meyer hit some big shots and 
you know, they held Northwestern to it was under 30% shooting for most of the game until the very end. So I don't know. Defensively, I kind of agree with him. I think there was, I don't think Northwestern was any great team that we played. I mean, I think they're good, but they're not great. Certainly beatable. Ohio State came in there and just took care of them easily right out of the gate. So, but, you know, there were certain things that I think this is why Brad was upset the other night in particular was, you know, there were things they talked about in practice. They said definitely do not do A and do not do B. And then in the span of that where the game flipped, they did both of those mm-hmm. multiple times. And that's why I understand, you know, he'd be be upset because they just talked about that, you know, in the in the preceding days. So scouting report things really, really make coaches upset when you, when you should know better. And it's like, you know, it's like raising your kids. You tell them, you know, don't do that. Well, whose fault is that? Is that my fault or her fault uh, or their yeah. fault? I mean, or his fault, whoever. I mean, you know, yeah. it's kind of like, Interesting well, we, you said her you, there, but, you know, but, you know, we told you and that's kind of the way it is sometimes, you know, I got a his and a her. So yeah, I, I, I had both. I, I can but, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I've also, Dan Hartlib has said more than once in an interview to me, um, uh, uh, n- there's nothing more I can say. They're going to have to learn in the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, you, you can say, do this, do that, and they kind of look at you like, yeah, okay, but I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I don't know if that's what's going on with this team per se, mm-hmm. but he, he kind of referenced it. You, you can kind of skate um, sometimes in high school or AAU on your talent and, and just how things are structured, but in the Big Ten – and in college basketball, play defense. I mean, that's what all Shauna Green talks about on the women's side, too, is, is defense. This is what, and for whatever, nobody wakes up when they're a kid and says, one day I want to be a great defender in basketball. I mean, you think about scoring, you think about the offense and the flash, and that's great. But uh, defense going to win you games. And in this case, defense that doesn't foul is going to mm-hmm. win you games. Yeah, two two things with a they talked about too before the Northwestern game was one thing they were, he wasn't happy about while they were practicing was they weren't when they were moving the ball they weren't doing it aggressively it was kind of passive and he said look Northwestern's going to jump every pass they're going to they're going to intercept it they're going to deflect it if you don't be strong with the ball you're going to lose it and it was over and over and over again throughout the game so I know that was frustrating. And, uh, you know, defensively, you know, don't go under under picks, don't go <laughs> under screens, especially on Audige, and there he is, you know, hitting threes. And it's just funny when it, there's there's been a handful of times, a lot of games over the last few years where I can think of the Maryland game that we even lost in Maryland where I heard the scouting report, heard everything about they were going to do, and they did everything they were told to do. <laughs> and they still lost by one because yeah. the guy threw in a 30-foot shot. But it's just different. The other night, there were things that they were told to do, and they just didn't do. Mm-hmm. And it cost them the game. I mean, yeah. too many turnovers, you can't do that. You can't give up live ball turnovers to anybody, especially Northwestern with Bowie and with Audige. And they just didn't execute. Yep, It's pretty simple. And and foul too much, and you can't give a team 40 free throws. I mean, that's especially a team with their three top free throw shooters shooting 85% or higher. Yeah, and yeah. those those are, are self inflicted things, right? Mm-hmm. The the turnovers and putting them on the line; those are those are things that they can clean up. And, and then you look around and you see the pieces, and then that's why you you really start to get frustrated. But but as we've talked about, and you're listening to the the post game comments from the women's team last night, and they're talking about how they figured out their roles, and we're sitting here in, in mm-hmm. January, and, and guys are 
kind of trying to figure out where they stand and you can see that playing out as they they kind of go through the motions like you're saying thinking about what's going on as the action's happening well you think about it they worked all fall with the idea that luke goody was going to be a starter and then he goes down in the kansas scrimmage that's true so now suddenly you don't have him and then you know you've got all the young guys that are trying to learn how to play at this level then you've got the you know, Meyer came in and really struggled early, and he was a little bit out of shape when he arrived, and he had to get back in shape. And then Shannon is not normally the guy on the team. He was a part of a Texas Tech team mm-hmm. that made it to the championship game. Meyer was a guy who was a really good player, but he was coming off the bench for Baylor. And then you got Coleman Hawkins, who wound up coming off the bench for a part of last year and came off the bench his freshman year. So you're asking guys to do new things – and throw them all together, and learn how to play together, and then you're changing the offense from what you thought might work with this unit to something else, and you're changing the defense from what you thought might. So there's just all kinds of crisscrossing stuff there, and that's why he's been so emphasizing, uh, Coach Underwood has, playing hard. Just start with that. And they did. I thought they played harder in the Northwestern game. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is the contrast between the opponent tomorrow and the Wisconsin Badgers and Illinois, and this is, I'm not making a judgment, I'm just observing, Wisconsin is year in, year out, kind of the same. Oh, over and again. I've seen the same movie for 20 years. Exactly. It's the same thing. (laughs) No matter who the coach is. No matter who it is. No matter who the players are. Yeah, I mean, there's a coaching tree and a system that's sort of been passed down through the years. Mm -hmm. Illinois has not been that way. Underwood's not been that way. It's adjust, uh, switch Mm -hmm. schemes or systems based on personnel, what's working, what isn't Mm -hmm. working. He doesn't seem to recruit to a style or a system it's let's have a system or a style that fits the pieces we have here so there's all this assembly going on i'm not saying that's wrong i'm just saying you look at wisconsin you're in and you're out and you go well what are they going to be oh here they are good again well they just they recruit the players to the same positions same guy okay i need a i need this guy to be six six and i need to be able to handle the ball and I need this guy to be able to do this, and then they just, okay, you can fill that role, and you do that role, and you do this, and yeah. and you're going to redshirt for a couple of years, and then you'll play that role, and that's, yeah. I mean, and, Crowell, Crowell for Wisconsin is a great example. He played, I think it was 32 minutes all year a couple of years ago. Yeah. Who? Last year, Who? Last year he started all 33 games. That guy? You know, it's what? like, yeah. and uh, Kaminsky was further down the chart, and then he became, you know, an NBA player, so it. It's just interesting how they do it, and I will say that when you're when you're looking for answers, and I'm hoping Illinois will find some. I'm not saying they can't, but Wisconsin's kind of a bad team to play when you're looking for answers because <laughs> I mean they're just really, you know, they're going to do what they do. They do it really, really well, and you got to be really good that day to beat them because they're not going to beat themselves, and that's what Illinois has to. They got to get this figured out and be their best. They are at home. And they have beaten them four in a row. So we'll see if they can do it tomorrow. Well, you're talking about the, the uniqueness of just the, the roster and how it came together and kind of how it had to come together when you think about they kept Trent Frazier and DeMonte Williams for an extra year, and so that pushes guys down the depth chart. And then they lost some freshmen from last year. It's just like, has there ever really been an Illinois team that you can remember that's had so little to build off of and then have to rebuild it on the yeah. fly? Well, I'd have to think, this is before I was doing the games, but, I mean, the, the 98 Big Ten championship team, Yeah, I mean, they were all seniors, but they were picked way down the near the bottom of the Big Ten, and most people thought, you know, there's not a lot there, mm-hmm. and then they won the Big Ten title. The other year I can think of 
uh, for, and this was again before I was doing the games with the 99 team that lost so many games and then made the run in the Big Ten tournament. And those guys became the basis for the Bill Self years, the Big Ten championship surge and all those guys. So, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about well, and, think and it's about it's that. it's a new day and age too. Yeah, like Brad Underwood's more of playing like a, a GM and just get best player mm-hmm. available and, yeah. and figure out where it goes. Whereas, yeah, the these Big Ten coaches that have been assistants for guys that handed them programs and they've done the same things for for decades and decades. Illinois has been built up, torn down, and built back up mm-hmm. about seven times in the last forty years. Right? Are you doing the Field of Dream speech? A little bit, a little <laughs> bit. You like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I mean, that's not that, that's right, right? I mean, they Final Four, and then you get the the sanctions, and then you get a Final Four, and then you've gone through like four coaches. I mean, it's it, there. There's tradition, but it's a different kind of tradition than a lot of Big Ten teams. And interestingly enough, there is, turns out, a little bit of carryover that's come, and that's been Dane Danger. Mm-hmm. You know, all, the talking point all year is Kofi's gone. There's no more Kofi. This Everything has to be different. Well, it turns out, let's go a little bit more to Dane because Dane has mm-hmm. a little. I'm not saying they're the same player, but as has a skill set down different, there. Different skill set, and too. Like, let's, go, yeah. let's go a little more in it. we got to get him more touches. We gotta, we're going to start mm-hmm. starting him. And he's earned it. Um, but the let's abandon what we were doing, actually, turns out the guy who was repping behind Kofi all this time might be able <laughs> to step in and fill in, just like the Wisconsin player that nobody knew mm-hmm. until he steps in. Um, so yeah. And Kofi was huge and when it came to to beating Wisconsin the last couple of years and yeah. why they've won four in a row. Mm-hmm. No, well, what do you have, 37 last year Yeah, in the game here in the blizzard. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, well, let's open up the notebook. It's brought to us by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. Tomorrow it's a 12.30 tip at the State Farm Center, and we'll start at 10.30. That means Saturday sports talk will be a little bit short tomorrow. Sorry, guys, but we'll get into our pregame coverage at 10.30. Brian? Yeah, well, last year was the Blizzard game. Uh, 6,500 fans showed up that uh, night to watch Illinois and uh, Kofi Coburn beat Wisconsin 80-67. to Walked uphill, too, to get there. Yes, that's right. Kofi had 37-12 and in that game. Pedestrian night. And Wisconsin missed their first 13 threes in that game, by the way, last year. And Illinois won four in a row to the Badgers after losing 15 in a row. They've also won two straight in Madison. But if you go the last thirty games, Illinois is eight and twenty-two against Wisconsin yeah. as part of that part of that losing streak. Illinois leads the all-time series in Champaign, seventy to twenty-eight, which surprises me that it's that big and it's one hundred and fourteen to eighty-nine overall. That's even with the fifteen-game winning streak. A couple of notes on Wisconsin: they won their game at Marquette. They hit twelve threes in that game. Most Big Ten championships: Purdue twenty-four, Indiana twenty-two, Wisconsin twenty. Big Ten championships over the years. Of course, they tied with Illinois last year, so you've got the the two Big Ten co-champs playing tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, here at State Farm Center. What a, what a what a day that was! Going back to how you, you, oh, Nebraska yeah. just beat them, and all of a sudden the door was open. I forgot that before that they had clinched it against Purdue. Yeah, beating Purdue, Hepburn hit a last second shot to win the championship for them that night. And so you thought, well, they'll just show up and beat Nebraska. Yeah, didn't turn out that way. A siege in their young player. He's averaging double figures. Only four freshmen have averaged double figures in the last 25 years for Wisconsin. Alondo Tucker, Brad Davison, Devin Harris, Ethan Happ. 
Those are the four freshmen. Those are all names Illinois fan base yeah. loves. That you mentioned them. And last year, Wisconsin was very good on the road, nine and two, in true road games, including wow. winning at Purdue as well. So pretty consistent there. And a couple of notes on the the Illini trying to get out of there. Part of the problem is the shooting from three. They just haven't made their shots. Hawkins is five for his last twenty three. Clark is uh, one for his last nine. Melendez three for his last nineteen. So and uh, Shannon's five for his last twenty one. Yeah. So that's that's part of it. Meyer's been decent. Meyer's been hot. He's been pretty consistent. Uh, Danger from the field has been twenty of the last twenty six from the field. So he's consistently six out of eight, uh, pretty much every game. And a lot of close games for Wisconsin. In this, their 125th year, 25 of years course. for the, yeah, tw- 25 years for the uh, Cole just re- Center. By the way, this is a segment we recorded yeah, we three record years this ago. Every year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, into January, seven games they've had decided by five points or less. Three of them went into overtime. So, and this is the 25th year of the Cole Center. Okay, that's hard to believe. All tickets are on sale. Yes, they are <laughs> discounted at the, Cole, at the Cole Center. They are three hundred and forty and sixty-two wow. at the Cole Center. That's a Cole's joke. They, they don't. They don't lose. You never pay retail in a Cole's, right? <laughs> yeah, I, ever, understand. <laughs> I understand. Sorry, if you have to explain the joke, that's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what is it? Tony Clemens used to say, "Comedy is dangerous in the wrong hands." I think <laughs> Is what he said. So, <laughs> be careful. <laughs> I don't understand why you're mentioning that, but yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, they have six wins by the way over Ken Palm top 100. <laughs> Wisconsin does. So I don't know. They're they're just the, they are who they are. The Greg Guard time machine. They do what they do. They've won six in a row as they come into this game at 11 and two and a lot of close wins. And my guess, and they won the other day against Minnesota, 63-60. I was watching the score on the game, and it's like, yep. <laughs> same old thing they're up seven they're up five they're up three they're back up to eight you just always feel like you're kind of right there the python you, just keeps squeezing just you slowly squeeze you out so until it's time to just well i guess we got to follow them and then they go to the free throw line you know the only wisconsin teams that were not that way were the kaminsky the teams that made it to the final four the kaminsky teams they were they were a cut above they did the same principles but yeah, Bo, Bo Ryan yeah, let them yeah. just play. Well, yeah. why did they win last year? Because they, they have their principles, but then there's one extra superstar. Right. One or two. In that case, Decker and yeah. Kaminsky. Mm-hmm. So, okay, there's future pros. The rest of them are just executing really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Should be was, interesting. How was Florida? It was great. Tampa was great. The bowl people were great. Um, had a good time. Yeah. DIA planned some nice events and. We had a big, we had a thousand people show up at the Bull Bash radio show, so that was fun. Heard from a lot of people that listen to the games or listen to the radio station or just feel yeah. connected to the team through what we all do here. So it's great for Illinois cool. to finally be back in Florida mm-hmm. for the first time since 1999. That's right. Mm-hmm. Brian, have a great well, call in tomorrow. a bowl game. In a, in a bowl game. In a bowl game. Mike Oh, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, thanks. That's the Illini Notebook from Guido's Jupiter's Billy Bruce and Seven Saints. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brad Underwood. We'll see you tomorrow at the State Farm Center and catch game day coverage starting two hours before tip-off right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. 
Scott and Edwin with you on a funky Friday. Last night, Illinois women, seven in a row, 14-2 and two overall. There's 29 regular season games for them, 14-2. and two. So if they win one more, that'd be 15. That'd be more than half the games they've won. Now, obviously, there's postseason tournament or tournaments. That would mean there's more games than 29. But if you had told... I would have said at the beginning of the year, well, wouldn't it be, you know, I, I think be being around 500 would be, be some competitive. Yeah. If Illinois finishes around 500 with their overall record, that would actually probably be a disappointment because of how they started out of the gate. The schedule, soft, just in a word. The non-conference schedule right. was soft. Mm-hmm. So you, you put that in context. However... The good teams that have been on their schedule, they've either beaten or played really close. No no blowouts yet. They've got road wins. They've gone on the road and played some of the best teams in the country really close. And they've shown that they can get it done against good teams at home, especially this week here against Iowa and Northwestern. So they, they've got it cooking. They led by considerable margin at halftime and won by single digits last night. Here's Shauna Green on it. We talk about that all the time. It's not always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be perfect. Um, I thought our first half was was great. I thought our second quarter we were playing really, really well, and then we came out of the out of half and and we just <laughs> I think we left our defense in the in the locker room. So give credit to Northwestern. Uh, they did an unbelievable job of attacking and and you know just playing really really hard which i knew they would they always make a run they've been in every game um so they made a run and then just proud though uh of our resiliency and and down the stretch our ability to make plays because you know it's there's times that we could easily lost that game and and this is the thing about this team you're not always going to play perfect you're not always going to play you know your best basketball but Again, great teams and, and elite teams find a way to win basketball games. Kendall Bostic double double last night and again. again. Uh, double digit rebounds is not unusual, but I think that's her fourth or fifth double double. Trying to remember that off the top of my head, and she talks about her growth in the post. My rebounding is since we've gotten to conference play, taking that to another level is something you know I really wanted to do um, this year and being able to score a little bit more than I did, you know, um, earlier in the season. And that's something, you know, I've been working on with Coach Ryan a lot. And, you know, every day before games we do workouts, you know, uh, before practices most days we're doing something. So just to kind of see that, like, offensively pay off is really nice. Um, But my rebounding, that's just kind of something that I've always kind of done. So just being able to do that for my team. So good things continue here for Illinois women's basketball Sunday against a top-five team, Ohio State. Very tall task on the road in Columbus. It'll be here on DWS with Mike Kuhn on the call. Now, I have um, to speak some peace. Uh, I need to speak a piece here for a moment. I didn't tell you about this, but um, this is just a couple of my thoughts that I, I want to just say when it comes to the success here of the women's basketball program and the, the, the trouble, however large or small you see it for men's basketball right now. I see a lot of comments lately from Illini fans who are kind of trying to troll the men's program by saying, well, look, the women are doing this. And, and, and as, if, as if the women's basketball team is succeeding is somehow emasculating to the men. Stop. Stop it. 
The other thing I'm I'm seeing and reading some is, uh, well, I guess I'll have to watch the women now because at least they're successful. Here's the deal. You're allowed to watch or listen or follow both. It's your prerogative as a fan or none or one or the other. But it, it just so you know, you don't have to do one or the other. You can like actually follow both teams. Um, I, I just as if there's like some it's like there's some piece there's like a pie of success and and there's only so much to go around mm-hmm. so so there like there's there's worry that you know well this side is succeeding so this side can't um it just just stop it, 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 follow teams and enjoy it there's good basketball going on on both sides and the, the men are going through a thing right now but that doesn't have to be pitted against the women's success just stop that's my piece well said. Yeah, uh, I, I I hadn't heard as much. I could I can see comments and and thoughts like that permeating. But no, it that it makes no sense. If you watch that game last night, the this women's team is a lot of fun to watch. Um, and, and they haven't been in the past. No, no, and yeah, I yeah, those are those are just some some ugly comments. Yeah, and there's a little hint of there's some tone in there that's not really good. So just. The, the, support the team you want to support. Support them both. Support neither. You're free to do, but don't you don't have to pit one or the other, or or, or try to troll one off the other. Every, everybody's trying to succeed. It's it's not them versus us. It's it's all of us trying to to go to the top. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Back in a moment. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Funky Friday Sports Talk continues. Uh, text line's open if you want to weigh in. Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 217-351-5357. Uh, yeah, we got time for this, and we can talk about it more, Evan, in the next hour. But Brad Underwood was asked um, today in his media availability about adjustments that he makes as a coach in-game and how he interacts with his players. Here's his response. We weren't playing as hard as we could play. And and when it, when I feel like I have to lead and kind of fight them, I do that. Um, I love what I love the way we 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 did that. And and we've bounced back from that and we're we're competing really hard and playing really hard. Um, now it's getting back to I got to be the technical guy. And um you know, a little more stoic and a little more uh, less animated. Um, but I'm going to fight, and our guys know that. Um, I've been that way. It didn't matter, you know, this year, last year, the year before. That's That's been who I am, and that's um, – didn't maybe have to do it as much with Trent, DeMonte, you know, Jake – you know some guys that were that were here and and and, and would lead, um, but um, you know, now it's getting back to we've got that established again after the Penn State game. So uh, I've carried that over in practice, and um, you know we'll we'll get back to being a little more stoic on the on the on the sideline during games. All right, sure, <laughs> sure. He's not really backing off from what he's been and how he is 
what I hear him saying is I'm choosing moments to even to dial it up mm-hmm. or dial it back, but he's not saying I'm crossing crossing lines or 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 anything like that. He's, he, it, 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 this is not new for Brad Underwood. Well, and uh, kind of like we were saying with with Brian in the last segment, right? Your 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 parents, after a while, they can keep telling you stuff and telling you stuff, and uh, after a while, even screaming doesn't help. It's like, okay, go go and do what you you want, and and see if it works or if it, it doesn't work. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting, interesting way of him putting that because he didn't look particularly stoic <laughs> up in Evanston the other night. <laughs> no, he's saying now maybe I'm going to be a little bit more stoic. So we'll see uh, if that those steely eyes show up tomorrow <laughs> as he uh, maybe bites his tongue. We'll see. Illinois and Wisconsin tomorrow. Hour two of Sports Talk on the way. WDWS, Champaign-Urbana.